What's going on, guys? Welcome to Week 12 Preview Matchups. I'm here with Garrett. Um, we're going to start right off here because it's probably going to be a longer one. Um, um, then we're going to each take a different side of the matchup. I'm going to start off real quick. I'm not going to talk about how bad my team is. Maybe AJ comes back this week. Could maybe squeak out a win against Kurt in a miracle situation, but I expect to lose. But similar to some of the matchups last week, Kurt right now is just playing for points for. So the winner and loser of this matchup really has no consequence on the league whatsoever. Um, I think Riddick with some, you know, Injuries there to carry on Marvin Jones. He'll probably be in line for some targets, especially with uh, Matt Stafford getting sacked so many times last time they played. But, uh, yeah, not a lot of upside on my side of the field here. Obviously, I fucking got 69 points last week. <laughs> so, uh, we'll just move on here, Gary. Can... I actually like the Riddick pick. I mean, without Marvin Jones, like you said, the offensive line's been kind of shitty. No no carry on. But Garrett Bunsen pretty bad. I think he, he could actually surpass his projection for sure. Yeah, we'll see. Not that it'll make a big difference. Uh, yeah, fucking John Gruden saying Jalen Rashard could be a thousand rushing, thousand receiving guys. Just fucking ridiculous. He's living in the past. Gruden huff, huffs paint. I'm almost 100% right. sure. Speaking of huffing paint, Kurt uh, pulling out a, what looks on paper to be a good lineup. Got pretty good matchups with Jarvis Landry at Cincinnati. Even though he's been kind of touchdown dependent, not really a ton. Of, he hasn't touched over 50 yards in like six weeks almost. Got the hot waiver pickup, Gus Edwards, who it's a pretty questionable timeshare, but at Oakland should see a good amount of work. Uh, even with Lamar Jackson back there kind of stealing some touches. Mike Evans, even though he's in a good matchup with San Francisco, the better news is that Jameis is starting this week and he tends to favor Evans a lot more than Jameis, or a lot more than uh, Fitzmagic. Actually, Evans came out in a report today saying that. Jameis deserves a big contract extension, which is ridiculous. But <laughs> yeah. just trying to get on his good side. Uh, Melvin Gordon, obviously, great matchup against Arizona. Um, Trey Quinn, I don't even – I think he had a couple catches last week. I mean, well, he Kirk, and Trey Quinn, they, they moved Maurice Harris from the slot to the outside. So Trey <laughs> Quinn is basically being what Maurice Harris was the last couple of weeks with just like a reception floor, you know. I mean, and we said Maurice Harris wasn't a great pick, but it wasn't a bad pick, you know. So he's literally just a different player playing the same exact role. And Maurice Harris didn't do really anything on the outside because that's not the type of receiver he is. So if they keep that formation, I don't mind Trey Quinn, but it's definitely a risky pick. Yeah, I just think it's interesting he's playing – Quinn over Collins, which just kind of reflects again on the thievery that Jay did to Kurt. So, like you said, yeah, Collins has been tough all year. Yeah, I think he's kind of hoping Trey Quinn might have some Jameis Winston type up, or not Jameis Winston, sorry, uh, Jameis and Crowder type upside there. But we'll see oh yeah, speaking of trade thievery, oh god, whatever. But yeah, like you said, the winner of this doesn't really matter. But if Kurt can get you know one fifty plus, he keeps his playoff hopes alive. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, we'll move on here to better matchups. We got James versus Andrew here. James also going for point totals here, but Andrew definitely in the running right now. Um, pretty good bet to make playoffs as long as this team doesn't tank. So James decided the matchup. You know, he picked up Kirk Cousins, I think, against Green Bay. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Kirk all year has kind of been a some type guy. If he gets, you know, fucked up a little early, he has a hard time coming back from it. But uh, last time they played Green Bay, he put up almost 35 points, so it's definitely got a lot of upside. Galladay with Marvin Jones and carry on out, I think is going to see a lot of targets again this week as long as they 
give Stafford enough time to throw. I mean, uh, Chicago's, you know, pass rush is insane. Uh, Deshaun, you know, he had some upside and some big plays early in the season, but really hasn't broken one off since week two. Um, but he's always a good bet for that. Him and Jameis have never really been on the same page. But, again, Jameis likes the deep ball. Amendola is always kind of dealing with injuries and stuff, but he's got a good reception forward. David Johnson should have a pretty decent game against the Chargers. Well, Sean McCoy really has no floor anymore against Jacksonville. I don't think they're going to be up a lot and be running it, but he could get some receptions. Jack Doyle, it's tough to see there, but I think – or see what they're going to do there with between him and Ebron, but I think against Miami he'll probably have a pretty solid floor. Then he's playing Gronk, which I think Gronk is expected to play right now, but it's just you really have no idea what to expect from him anymore this season. He's had multiple games under 10 points. It's uh, just really tough. But I think Baltimore against Oakland are going to have, you know, probably at least 15 points. Uh, Garrett, what do you think of Andrew's side here? I mean, last week we saw just how dominant that Breeze Thomas deck can be. Uh, even though it could be a blowout against Atlanta, we see that Sean Payton is a ruthless motherfucker and definitely is going to want to stick it to Atlanta, especially on Thanksgiving. Should probably reach their projections there. Speaking of which, Mark Ingram, perfect game script for him in a blowout. He's been getting a lot of touches. Should probably see at least a touchdown, if not a lot of yards. Um, T.Y. Hilton had a really, really good game last week, uh, mainly because those two touchdowns. I mean, 155 yards is just crazy, especially against what was a pretty solid Tennessee defense. Uh, figures to see Xavier Howard, but probably a safe bet for at least, you know, 10, 15. Yeah. Sonny Michelle was the opposite against Tennessee, just got stuffed by that run defense. Gets the Jets away, who just got carved up by the Bills. So probably figures to see a lot more work. Hopefully he just stays healthy. And then digs in the flex against Green Bay. Bad secondary could easily see 25, 30 points. Wouldn't be surprised by that. And then Jordan Reed can talk about him later, but you mentioned Trey Quinn. I think Jordan Reed probably the, the biggest beneficiary of the, the recent Redskins news. Yeah, I agree. Uh, T.Y., you know, 73, I think, yards of that came on one play, but that's obviously what he's a threat for every week. Um, I think Andrew's lineup really has a lot of safety here this week. Um, even just Chicago's D, they sacked Stafford six times two weeks ago, three turnovers that game. So I think he really, Michelle is probably his biggest weak point here. Um, Amari Cooper is going to have Josh Norman on him, which he, he'll definitely be able to get separation on him. But the shitty part with Josh Norman, and I heard it on a podcast early in the season, I started looking for it, and it was 100% true. Josh Norman, whenever he gets beat on a deep ball, he almost always he's tackles foul, and yeah. takes a pass interference because he doesn't want the stat against and or the guy to break it off. He did it to Julio. He did it to Odell. He just will will tackle you before he lets a deep ball up. So there's not a ton of upside in playing Josh Norman this year unless you're a slot and possession receiver. Even though his his play hasn't been great, he's just been taking the penalty, and you don't get points for that. Yeah, and so it's, it's going to be tough. interesting because the Skins have been a pretty solid run defense too. So it'll be an interesting matchup to see tomorrow. Yeah, definitely. It, um, I think it's funny looking at James's side that McCoy had a couple of good games, and now he gets a terrible matchup against Jacksonville, and now James is going to play him. Right, right. I know, but he's kind of in a tough spot there with his buys and Doug Martin's injured now. Kenyon Drake is kind of injured and just isn't getting touches. But all right, if you're good with that one, we'll move on. We got Jake versus George here Um, on Jake's side. Aaron Rodgers got a tougher matchup here. He didn't really do a lot in their early season uh, matchup, only 16 points. Um, Just depends, you know, how the scoring goes there. If Aaron Jones kind of dominates or what happens. 
Julio is a pretty good bet uh, for a good score on Thanksgiving. I mean, he's going to have Marshawn Lattimore on him a lot, but when they played um, in the, what was it, week three, I uh, remember Calvin Ridley carved up the Saints so bad that they had to move Marshawn Lattimore onto Ridley. So I think the Falcons are really going to have a lot of points to go around that receiving core just all over. Um, I don't think the running backs are going to be super involved there, um, and I'm sure they'll be down early. So I think he's got a ton of upside there. Easily could be the receiver number one on the week. Uh, Sanders against Pittsburgh should be, uh, you know, a pretty decent bet. He should be able to avoid Joe Hayden working out of the slot a lot. And I think um, Cortland Sutton hasn't really been taking a lot of his targets away or anything. Uh, Adam Humphreys, I read a stat today that since weeks – so I'll, I'll ask you first. So in the past six weeks, from week six to now, if you had to just guess off the top of your head, where do you think Adam Humphreys ranks among his receivers? From week six to now? Yeah, the last six weeks. Probably like mid-20s. 13. Really? Yeah, from week six on, because he's been having a big target spike. They haven't really been going to Godwin a lot. Yeah, I heard that one today. If you had a 29-point week, a 15-point week, another 15-point week, I mean, if you add it up, there has been a lot of ups and downs for even the best receivers. Yeah, so he's he's actually been more reliable than we've kind of been giving him credit for the past six weeks really um so that'll be interesting to see i will say uh, one odd thing yeah, about that stat is that uh that humphreys is humphreys was out of his buy already and a lot of guys have been in the buys right right that that's, you know, definitely has an impact on it but uh even so just to see him up you know putting that much oh yeah, he, yeah. he's in the mid-20s you know he's been surprisingly reliable philip Lindsay's just been great all season pittsburgh's rundy isn't the best uh dalvin cook be interesting to see what happens there i mean he's got to put James White, you know, probably in that running back spot. And then maybe – so at least he'll have more options for Dalvin Cook there. But, uh, yeah, that's a tough one. George Kittle, I think, has a great matchup. And James White against the Jets is probably going to get a lot of work. Um, so, yeah, I see a definite possibility for a big score out of Jake this week. Uh, do you want to take George's side? Yeah, George has some pretty unfortunate matchups this week. Uh, John Brown, kind of feel bad <laughs> since trading him. He's really not done a whole lot. Yeah, speaking of Robbie. Yeah. <laughs> well, I gave him Tim <laughs> Coleman, so that was actually a valuable piece. So, thank you for giving me Tim yeah, Coleman. Where, to do yeah, that. where'd you get that? Because yeah. you, Some... you saw the injury report and didn't tell me about it. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, tough matchup. Not even a tough matchup, just Lamar Jackson has shown to not be very pass happy. And I don't see that changing much this weekend, especially not for a deep ball specialist like John Brown. Funches has just been non spectacular. I think he's just faced it. Not even that bad of matchups. And now he gets Seattle at home. So I think he's a little banged up too, especially with the emergence of the young guys like Moore and Samuels. Don't see him being a huge part of it. Coleman against tough matchup. He probably has a receiving floor, but New Orleans has been pretty stout against the run. Fournette's probably safe for 20, but then Lamar Miller against Tennessee, another tough matchup. So, yeah. But his best player, New England defense, got the Jets this week. So. Yeah, and they're a little rainy matchup, so probably not a lot of accuracy or good play from the Jets, so I can easily see a little good score there. But George, obviously, again, also has to shoot for the points for here, and there's not a ton of upside this week. If Funches has any semblance of a decent cornerback covering him, he has a bad game. So yeah, uh, Seattle's, Seattle's D has been pretty good this year, despite losing all those pieces. I would probably it's so tough to test to trust a seattle running back but i might swap carson in for miller mm, yeah it just depends i don't know if they'll make an announcement on 
who's going to be the carry leader this week. But, yeah, that's always tough. It's scary to do. Um, but, all right, we can move on next. We got Hop versus Manny. Uh, Hop's been on a little bit of a slide. He's catching a little bit of a break this week, going against Manny when he's down, Kareem Hunt and Travis Kelsey. But on Hop's side of the matchup, um, Wilson, you know, he's been having, you know, 17, 18.4. He's only had a couple big games, but he's always been a second half of the season guy, so he's definitely got upside. Uh, Josh Gordon in a rainy game against the Jets, they probably won't need to use him, but the Patriots do like to put their foot on the gas um, even when they're up. So he's always a threat to break one off, but I don't see a huge week out of him. Thielen, um, he's dealing with a little bit of an injury. It'll be interesting to see what they do against Green Bay. I mean, he and Diggs both went off last time, so I can easily see that again. Um, you know, so I think he's at least got a 15 point floor after having a couple down weeks. Robinson destroyed the bears a couple weeks ago, but they're also going to start chase Daniels at quarterback most likely. So that'll mm-hmm. be a real toss up, whether he's going to just throw to Tariq Cohen and Trey Burton all day. I'm not really sure what to expect there. Peyton Barber, uh, we said, you know, had one of his only good weeks of the year last week and hop couldn't even come on the podcast, um, <laughs> but the giants aren't really a great defense. So it's not like that was a breakout. However, this 49ers defense is arguably just as bad. So I could see with enough volume, him getting, you know, decent enough floor. Um, Eckler, even though he was usable with Gordon early in the season is really just kind of falling off the face of the map here. So I don't see a big floor for him. Um, Hooper against new Orleans has kind of had some up and down, target totals all year so um, I think he'll get at least three or four catches but uh, his upside just depends on the game plan and then Anthony Miller's kind of been breaking out the past few weeks I think he'll probably be likely to um, have a connection with Chase Daniels I guess as he definitely got a lot more B team reps you know in the preseason and even just uh, early in the season when he wasn't getting a ton of snaps so just in terms of who has the trust of Chase Daniels I'd say he might even be a better bet than uh, Robinson but just for good measure Hop's gonna play them both so uh, <laughs> Garrett take your dad's side here yeah I think uh, just because of the buys and stuff the team's actually pretty even or like similarly constructed like you mentioned Deshaun Wa- or Russell Wilson Deshaun Watson has a kind of similar you know Maybe a little more boom bust, but has had some pretty big weeks, but kind of averaging out around 20 points a game. Alshon, just, it's it's so tough to predict what this Philly offense really is. Uh, you know, Golden Tate hasn't really done much. Hurts, you know, two weeks ago was great, but New Orleans just really made him look terrible. <clears throat> Obviously, the Giants, not in a, not even close to the same stress for a defense, but... It'll be interesting to see how that target share works out if they can get Golden Tate yeah. into the lineup. He's got Odell against Philly, probably going to torch him. Edelman against the Jets. You know, we mentioned the Gronk thing. I think Edelman's proven to be the most consistent option in that offense above Hop's beloved Josh Gordon on the other side. Um, not too sure what my dad's going to do about the running back in place of Hunt. I guess just go Murray. Hope for, or I guess Hines, maybe. maybe Hines, yeah. But Aaron Jones, you know, it's a relatively tough matchup against Minnesota, but he's proven to actually been pretty good taking away David's man Breda's title of highest yards per carry this season so far. So I think he's got a pretty safe floor actually this week. Um, he's probably going to go with Watson, I guess, in the tight end spot. Not the best thing, but like I said, you just can't really predict how Breeze is going to distribute his targets week to week. And then Sanu at New Orleans is actually interesting because, like you said, they're going to focus a lot of coverage on uh, Lattimore, or on uh, Julio and Ridley. 
And Sanu actually had a touchdown in 40 yards against and seven targets against New Orleans that first matchup in week three. So I think it's actually a pretty interesting play. But uh, I think the difference is the running backs. I think Jones is safer than anyone that Hop has. Yeah, yeah, Hop's backs are weak. Jones is a definite threat to outscore both the Hop's backs combined. So um, if you're good with that matchup, we'll move on. Yeah, you versus Joe. Um, I'll take your side here, which is an unfair projection. <laughs> uh, playing Lamar again, I think he's got a pretty safe floor. And if he just tosses one or one touchdown, you know he's going to have at least twenty points. Keenan Allen dealing with a finger injury, but he should be fine. Patrick Peterson, um, I doubt he'll follow him into the slot, so he should have a decent floor. But uh, Peterson has been pretty good at not shutting down top guys like him, but holding him to a human score. Uh, Hopkins against Tennessee. I don't think Adoree Jackson will have anything to do with Hopkins. He's just going to be going right over his head. He's too big, and I don't think they have anybody else who can hang with him. So I think I see a big game out of Hopkins. Antonio Brown um, is going to be covered by what Bradley Roby. I mean, what, what's he going to do to Antonio Brown? You know, just another fucking great matchup there. James Conner against Denver as well. Their run D has been pretty bad. I mean, wasn't that one of the matchups? The matchup that Crow's, Crowell put up 200 yards against? Yeah. Yeah, oh, no, he, um, uh, yeah, I think it was actually. Yeah, Barkley against Philly. They've been one of the best run Ds in the league. But I think what last time they played, he got 38 points. So, yeah, this is best fantasy score of the year. So, don't really think there's a lot to worry about there. <laughs> like we were just talking about Ertz against the Giants. They have been just historically awful against tight end. Um, and then Marlon Mack against the Dolphins, who have been awful against running back. I mean, I don't really see a weak point here at all this week. It's not fair. You can just fuck <laughs> off. But since you picked up Dallas, um, they're going to score a negative four. So I'll make sure to at the leagues. Um, but I'll let you take Joe's side. I'm going to be so pissed if Dallas gives me less than five. Uh, but, yeah, Joe's side, pretty good match. I mean, some pretty solid matchups. Uh, like I mentioned, Ridley against New Orleans is really good his first time around. They're just not going to have enough bodies to cover both him and Julio. And Atlanta's going to get torched probably on the defensive side, but they've been shown to put up points against them. Boyd with A.J. hopefully coming back, like we said. We'll see a little bit weaker coverage against Cleveland. Uh, Bengals kind of in a do-or-die situation right now, so I can see them airing out a lot more. Uh, D.J. Moore, uh, we talked about in the recap, had a couple big weeks. Just tough to, tough to see against, you know, a matchup like Detroit or, you know, it's just tough to see which of those guys, him or Samuel or Funches, is going to be productive with Olsen back there. Right. But Kamara uh, against Atlanta is a dream matchup. You know, we've picked our pick of the week's been the pass catching right back against Atlanta. It'd just be unfair to pick Kamara this week. Right. Chubb against the historically worst NFL defense, Cincinnati, even on the road in a rainy game. I think they give the ball to him a lot. And Joku's probably the weakest part of his lineup. Uh, just because he's been inconsistent and a little bit banged up. So I think, you know, yeah. he's in a good spot. Having, I'm surprised he's not going – I mean, I would put in Tariq Cohen over Peterson, but maybe he's just looking for the floor. I don't want to give him any advice, but <laughs> – Yeah, it's hard to shoot for floor play against your team, especially with all these good matchups this week, but – you never know. He's probably just trying to make sure he keeps his points four up in case of some slip, you know. I will say Actually, that there was a little bit of strategy on my part thinking that I could have either trade for Hill or A.B., and I realized I was playing Joe in Week 12. I wanted to make sure he had Hill on by and didn't have A.B. to play against me. 
Right. No, that's, I mean, that's definitely a good strategy. And that's something a lot of high level fantasy players I've definitely heard recommend that. Like when you're looking at trades just down the line, especially early in the season, uh, definitely adds value to take away a guy who you might be playing against down the line. So definitely a smart move. But as we're saying, you're having the dream fantasy season. So you can <laughs> off already. I'm in fourth. What are you talking about, dream? Yeah, you're projected 180 and you have all the top five players. <laughs> fucking nuts. Guys. I'm in fourth. Yeah, okay, cool. All right. Finally, we'll move on to uh, David versus Jay here. On David's side, luck against Miami. He might not need to throw a lot with Marlon Mack probably going to run all over them, but I'm sure he will. Baldwin against Carolina. We saw him kind of break out last week and seems to be looking healthy. It'll be interesting to see if he can repeat that. Schuster against Denver. He does run a lot of routes out of the slot, so he'll see a little bit of um, what's his name, uh, Chris Harris, but he's also obviously the other outside receiver when they're not using James Washington, so he'll probably get his. Christian Kirk, um, you know, again, secondary receiver, but he does run on the outside, so he might see a lot of Casey Hayward. It might be more of a Larry game. Um, Zeke, Washington's Run D has been very good, but he's Zeke, so I don't think he'll break David's heart like he did that one week with, like, five points. Uh, McCaffrey has a pretty good reception floor going against Seattle. Um, not the best matchup. Their defense has actually been pretty good, um, but I still don't think he'll go below 15 points. Greg Olson uh, has been scoring kind of touchdowns, getting some catches, but hasn't really had that ceiling. Uh, and then Brita obviously has a great matchup this week. So, uh I think David definitely has the potential for a high score this week. Um, what do you think of Jay's side? Yeah, this is the matchup of the week for me, not only because they're two sworn rivals, enemies dating back to last season, but, I mean, they're relatively similar constructed teams. Um, I mean, obviously Jay has a really good receiver, like a true number one receiver in Adams, I would say. But you can't say that he has – I mean, Mixon's obviously an RB1, but – with David having two of those, it just, I think it's just going to be a shootout this week. Uh, David's got, I mean, Jay has got pretty good matchups with, you know, Rivers, probably just kind of a safe floor against Arizona, probably not a high shootout type game. Adams has been one of the safest receivers in the game this year, hasn't dipped below 15 all year. And in Minnesota, he probably figures to see a ton of targets no matter who's on him. Corey Davis has been inconsistent with the rest of Tennessee offense, but a division game at Houston, I think he'll at least see the targets. Whether or not he can capitalize will remain to be seen. Lockett, um, you know, what Jay said that other week, he's just shown a chemistry with Wilson. You know, Baldwin coming back probably hurts him a little bit, but I think, you know, he has pretty safe floors, a wide receiver three. Mixon going against Cleveland. Cleveland's actually been pretty bad against pass catching running backs. So it'll be interesting to see if they can work Mixon into the pass game a little more with AJ Green a little bit hurt. Um, and then good pick pickup with Bray with OJ Howard going down. Uh, Taylor Gabriel, that's an interesting flex play. But looking at Jay's bench, it's either him or oh, we got Traquan Smith, but he's kind of been hurt. So if he wasn't hurt, I'd put Traquan in. But other than that, it's a pretty solid lineup. Yeah, definitely. I agree about Traquan. Um, All right. Well, we can move on then. We'll do the waiver pickups here. A lot of movement this week. Kurt finally learned how to (laughs) wait fire. Um, Yeah, so obviously the biggest spend of the week was Kurt putting down uh, 39 bucks on Gus Edwards. Just really wanted to get him and had a lot to spend. 
Uh, I like the Traquan pickup. He's finally kind of had a breakout, even though he had that zero target game two weeks ago. And I think he'll be more reliable. Um, I don't know if you saw what, you know, he was, Traquan was saying after the game that when he caught that touchdown, Breeze came up to him and said, like, you know, I threw that because I trust you now. You know what I mean? Kind of said that he's on the same page with Breeze. So Breeze is so corny. Fine. What? So Breeze can be so corny. I know. But, um, Hopefully he's, you know, not full of shit and they're actually kind of getting on the same page. Like you said, Brait was a great pickup. Jameis loves him and there's no O.J. Howard anymore. Elijah McGuire, I think, is going to have a good reception floor. Um, I think he'll be kind of Bilal Powell. Um, probably about the same potential. I mean, Elijah McGuire, when he was healthy last year, had some really big games. I think he had a 30-point game. Uh, Mayfield probably didn't need to spend eight bucks on him, but if you want him, you got to get him. Jacksonville uh, will... Yeah, Jacksonville for seven bucks is quite a lot, but I mean it's the matchup of the year, I guess. And if you're trying to get big points, you got to go for them against the Bills. Um, but of course, that you know, again, that's such a juicy matchup, like we were saying with Gurley last week, and we kind of called it right. Sometimes it just turns out to be the worst matchup somehow. You know, Gurley had his worst game in what seemed like the best matchup. Yeah, don't was don't talk to me about defenses playing the Bills. Yeah, right. Well, not against Matt Barkley. I mean, Matt Barkley is the man. But uh, And then we talk about Trey Quinn and what he's kind of looking for out of him. Other than that, just some you know minor pickups. I see you got Jalen Samuels. I think would you drop him and get him again as your backup for Connor? Um, yeah, I dropped him to get the the new Jordy Nelson, Jake Camaro. Oh, I didn't even realize he was on IR. I thought he was just buried on the depth chart. Nope, he's been IR, and Aaron loves him. Needs a wide receiver back there. That's why we're losing. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, but um, so what do you think? What stood out to you this week? I mean, Gus Edwards for thirty nine is pretty crazy. It just but Kurt had much money left, you know. Yeah, I mean that's clear by him spending thirteen dollars on a defense and a kicker. But uh, yeah, thirty nine dollars for someone in at best a timeshare with but also a running quarterback is really tough to justify, but. Also, Traquan, I mean, I'm biased because I held him for like four weeks, but it's just so tough, like we said, to to determine what Breeze is going to do with his target share. Yeah. And I think in the coming matchups, like Atlanta could very easily be a blowout. They could blow out the Cowboys. You know, the Bucks definitely going to be a blowout. Carolina twice. Like, it's just tough. But, I mean, obviously you want a piece of that offense, but it's just it's difficult when Michael Thomas gets like 47 targets a game, it seems right. like. Right, and – and them using Taysom Hill in the red zone a lot is tough because he runs a lot of touchdowns in, so it takes away a lot of upside there. Yeah. Yep. And he's not, you know, when he goes in, he's probably not going to throw it to Traquan. That is true. All right. Do you have any other comments on the waiver wire pickups? No, I'm just happy to see Kurt uh, realizing he has a different league. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, we can move on then to our starts of the week. I'll go first. I'm going to pick Nick Chubb against the Bengals' awful defense. Um, I mean, I think it's supposed to be a rainy game as of right now, the weather says. So um, I think, you know, they'll lean on him a lot, especially on the road. They're not going to want Baker to be throwing a ton in a bad weather game. Uh, I think if Cincinnati has A.J. back, it'll be a little bit more competitive, which could air the ball out a little more. But regardless, I mean, Chubb is obviously one of the biggest threats in the league to break off a touchdown from any point on the field. So uh, I think he's good for, uh, say, 85 rushing yards, 20 receiving yards, and a score. Yeah, I can see that. He's just so talented that, you know, yeah, in a dream matchup, too. could definitely see him getting yeah. some work. I think you just worry about his reception floor. 
Right. I don't, I don't think he gets more than one or two catches, but I think he's explosive enough that he racks up at least 20 ca- receiving yards. Yeah. Well, I'm going with Kurt's probably favorite player in the league, Jordan Reed, tied in for the Redskins. You saw last week Alex Smith, guy's leg folded. So Cole McCoy's back there. He loves Jordan Reed. Uh, kind of a perfect storm with their offensive line being really banged up, not being able to run the ball like they want. Their receivers being banged up. They got that guy Trey Quinn out there. The ultimate slot option, the ultimate short yardage option for a little quarterback like Colt McCoy is Jordan Reed. For the past four weeks, only one tight end has more targets than Jordan Reed per game, and that's Travis Kelsey, even more so than Ertz against that, in that, uh, that Dallas game. But uh, I think that mixed with it being a really crucial matchup for the Skins going into Dallas on Thanksgiving, trying to defend that division title. Uh, I think he could easily see 14 targets, maybe eight catches, 90 yards in a score. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I mean, what do you get, 12 targets last week when that was with Colt coming in, not you know, not for a full game. So yep. definitely could see a lot of checkdowns there. Um, all right, so then finally we will do a quick run-through and give our take who we think is going to win and a little comment if you want. Kurt, you get a free win this week, but it don't matter because your team stinks <laughs> almost as much as mine does and you need some points. Yeah, Kurt wins by default, but it's kind of like beating up a special needs child. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> next we got uh, James versus Andrew. Uh, I think Andrew's got it. His team's got a lot of upside this week, and Michelle only has a real weak point. So, yeah, James is gonna watch Diggs run all over him, and you know, worry about his other leagues. <laughs> all right, we got Jake versus George. I think Jake's got a pretty easy win here. A lot of upside out of the receivers. Um, should have a pretty decent floor, even though he's had some down weeks. I don't see an easy win, but I think he beats George. But I think it's a less than thirty point margin. Gotcha. Um, all right, we got Hop versus Manny. Um, I think Manny takes it even with his guys on by. I think his other players are strong enough. Um, and Gurley on by for Hop is a killer. So it's got to be Manny. Yeah, this is sort of a must win for Hop, but unless Thielen can get back to like that ridiculous start he was having, I don't see Hop winning. Yeah. All right, next we got you versus Joe. Um, I mean, I got to give it to you just because your team is pretty impossibly good, but Joe is obviously one of the biggest threats in the league to beat you any week. Yeah, it's always scary playing against Kamara, but without Tyreek Hill, I think I got a good shot. Yeah, and lastly, we got David versus Jay. Um, I think David takes it just with his really high running back floor here, but I could definitely see um, a lower week with some tougher matchups there and Jay squeaking one out by 10 or 15 points. Matchup of the week for sure. Let me think about this. I mean, I think it does come down to David's running backs. I think even in a tough matchup, Zeke's going to have another big game. I think David comes out in a really close one, though. All right. Well, we'll see how this goes. Obviously, this week and next week are super important, but the uh, episodes next week are going to be exciting to see. Who has to make the final push and make playoffs? I can't believe it's already at this fucking point, man. I feel like the season just started and I actually had some hope. Um, but all right, we will uh, see you guys on Tuesday and see how it turns out. Yeah, Kurt feels like the season just started too, but it's only because he only realized just now that there are waivers. <laughs> all right, leave the van alone already. <laughs> no, I won't.
he, he made okay. Jay a playoff contender single handedly. Uh, well, yeah. I don't even know what to say about that. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's all I got to say about that. Yeah. 